haven't been able to um, keep their schedules up as much. So trying to get a train down there has been a nightmare. Oh, really? I haven't taken a train in a while, so I used to love it. We used to get the the premium one because it was like $2 more, and they give you sandwiches and everything. Oh yeah, that's, that's 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 what we do. And um but yeah, the with the with it running less now, it's just been it's been tough. So then you end up having to go in the car and that's when it could take anywhere from, you know, 2 to 12 hours. Uh there was a really bad wreck. Um we tried the 5 and the 405, but the the 5 was just too crowded, so we moved over my brother and I moved over to the 405. And there was such a bad crash, it took us hours to get home. And my brother had the kind of car that was manual, and he was <laughs> cramping up, you know, because you have to hit the clutch and all that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So now, so now we have. Now he has automatic, so he and the cruise thing where you don't even have to put your foot on there, so he's happier. <laughs> well, it's true, and and if you you know you're going the, the the route of some of the new cars, it's the uh, it's the auto drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has that not, too. All that. You know, although I mean, I, I don't know how used to it that I can get because it's like it, it reminds me of like did no one watch you know sci-fi movies in the 70s or 80s like um, <laughs> i don't know i don't know how well, i feel about it he doesn't he doesn't actually completely take his foot off and he keeps his hands on the wheel it's more like um it it, it saves his legs from cramping up <laughs> yeah well that's true that's true so now uh, you said you liked art like what's your favorite kind of art Oh gosh, I like all kinds of art. I like impressionist. I like like Monet and Renoir, and I like Chagall. Um, oh, I like all fantastic. I like pop art, um, like Andy Warhol. I thought he was nuts, but fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I I like all kinds of art. I I like the only art I really and I I I have great respect for him, but I don't understand is like Jackson Pollock because Pollock. It's, I, yep. it's just I don't I like modern art, but I just don't understand because I actually watch listen to a podcast called The Lonely Palette and they explain that you're supposed to follow the drips and it, it makes more sense than looking at the whole picture. And I tried. I really, really tried, but I still don't understand. <laughs> you know, though, that that's what the beautiful thing about art is: it's all subjective. So, mm-hmm. where one person may go, "Oh, this is amazing, and this is fantastic, and this is, you know, I love this," you know, the other person might not uh, might not get it at all, which is mm-hmm. okay. I mean. I my mother created some of the prettiest, most incredible embroidery and needlepoints. Some of her needlepoints look like tapestry. I think that's art. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's art in in every way, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely is. I mean, it falls under all categories. Too. I mean, we have um, my mom passed, and so we we have all of her artwork. And my mom also painted, but she did a lot more than needlepoint. <laughs> Yeah, but all of the art, I think, plays into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I have, like, a ballerina my mom painted for me when I was born, and then I have a ballerina. She did a needlepoint. I have them one right above the other, and they just kind of go with each other. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep. I do. I do know what you mean. It's a... But that's what makes it all fun, right? Is mm-hmm. we we have all of our kinds of art, and we you know all the different kinds of art. I, I think it's amazing. I mean, I I think that art is some. I don't know. I just I've always I'm like the type that um, I'll even look at a gallery in a mall of art because I just I like to look at beautiful pictures and paintings and statues and. I it's, I find it enlightening and 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 restful at the same time. That doesn't make any sense, but that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, but but that's it. It's like uh, it's like when you get to go to little art festivals or whatever. It doesn't matter if it's by the masters, if it doesn't matter if it's by just you know the, the person at home. You know, it's all art. It's all fantastic. You've been an artist. Since you were a child? My or whole this... life, yeah. So when did you I, start? Um, How did you, uh, what was the first thing that just you have to do something about? Well, I, I started because, you know, my parents, before I were, was born, they got together with my grandfather and, you know, he, uh, they said, okay, well, he's going to be an artist and that's it. So that's <laughs> kind of what happened. So they started oh training me too. I know it's the opposite of almost every other family. Um, so they started Unusual. training me. It was crazy. So there are like eight millimeter movies of them like teaching me how to use a crayon and draw circles and draw triangles. And so every day, I had uh, I had lessons. So I would have a lesson about half an hour. Maybe it, when I was when I was really young. When I was like, you know, up up till about eight, it was like fifteen twenty minutes or whatever it is I could take. But after eight eight years old, then it was half an hour a day every day. So if we went on vacation, the easel went with me, and that was that was it. I I that's all I ever knew was what to do is be an artist and and learn and learn different styles and learn all the different mediums. You know, at a very very young age. What's the medium you like the best? I like gouache myself. Uh, it's like watercolor, except it's a little bit more opaque. And that's that's my, my medium of choice, at least for the past probably, oh, 10 years. Um, I, I love oils. They just take too, too long to dry. And I get impatient because I work very quickly. Um, I'm ambidextrous, so I paint you know with both hands. So I work very, very fast. I have a and, question. Uh, I, I was sure. watching this 
this TV series, and uh, one of the characters was an artist. And she worked in oil, and she had to do between she, she, what she did, what she called a wash. Mm-hmm. And she had to wait 10 minutes after she did. What is it? Because she does, it's a TV show, and it's a, um, it was like just explaining why she was standing there waiting. Um, what what does a watch do? I don't even understand it. Can, do you know what's that, what's that, what she's doing? Sure. <laughs> well, basically, when you're laying a wash down, especially in oils, what you're doing is laying down a base that is your roadmap. So when anybody does that, that's what that's exactly what they're doing is they're just laying down kind of their roadmap and where they want to go, and, and then they can start their layering process in order to build it up. Um, the, the wonderful thing about oil paints is, is the translucency that it has. You know, that's, that's what she was doing is just laying down the roadmap. Okay. Okay, I understand it a little better now. Because it's, she did it quite often during the series, and I was like, it's a murder mystery series. I don't know if you like murder mysteries, but um, but I was just it confused me because I did all she was doing. She did something to the thing. It was turned away, and then she would like look at her watch, and then she would be like sketching something or looking at the area or or looking to see if she could find a clue for the murder or whatever it was. But it was just this thing that she had to wait 10 minutes. I just kind of, I didn't understand. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, and again, like I said, that's sort of the, the wonderful thing about it is you just sort of wait and, and let let it dry, and it gives you a little bit of time to percolate on the on it and, you know, go from there. That's cool, though, yeah. And do, does everybody do that when they do oil? Not everybody. I mean, you know, I I try and approach things very differently in every medium. I don't use gouache like it should be used, which is like a watercolor. Um, I think I think you sort of find your way, right? Um, with oils, you know, if I'm doing an oil painting, most of the time I don't lay down a base. I or at least not like a quick wash base. Um, instead, I you know push forward and and experiment so you know when you're talking to me about something like it's really um it's really different because i don't approach anything i like to break every single rule that i can possibly break okay you're a rule breaker yeah a a little bit here and there (laughs) do you have a favorite artist do i have a favorite artist yes i do um uh, Degas is actually my favorite artist oh, of all yeah. time. I love Degas. Um, you know, um, he just uh, just had so much movement at a time when movement in a painting, you know, was kind of unheard of. Yeah, he was, man, he, he, he was fantastic. So that would be, I would say that would have been my favorite. You know, and then outside of that, you know, more of, uh, more of, like modern, like modern day now nowadays artists. I, I love Drew Struzan's work for movie posters and all of that. I think he's just fantastic. Um, but 
you know, I study I study all kinds of artists and art and everything. I look at techniques, you know, um, just because I, I I truly believe the more you know, the more you can accomplish, right? So you learn from you learn from everybody out there. There there's a series of I found them fascinating. I was at we have like uh, several art galleries here in San Diego, and there they had a thing of travel posters from the turn of the century. They were so cool. I'd never seen anything like it. But it's just, they were so vibrant. And they really captured the period. And I don't know, it was like, they said one of the artists was on track. Um, oh, and you could, which you could see was it. absolutely amazing. But yeah, there was several of them, and they what they did, I guess, is did a transfer. I don't, I don't know if they had transfer then, but they somehow took one of his paintings and made it into a poster. I'm not really sure how they did that back then. I know how they do it now. I was gonna say back. I was just gonna say back then. God, who knows? I mean, I'm sure if I sat down in my art history, you know, I could look it up, but. I mean, you know, when people were developing what they were developing early on, it was just, you know, amazing. You know, how anybody figured anything out is completely beyond me. Well, I mean, early photography, which was what was they were using at the time, was mm-hmm. it was so it was like magic. Talk about magic. It was like magic. I mean, but it was slow because you had to wait for the, you know, the the plate to uh, be ready, and then you have to transfer it into the machine. And it it was a real process. And then afterwards, to develop it was like really a long process. Um, <laughs> but to take the, it and to make it so much like the painting on a poster back then with the old cameras, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know, but you know that's that's the the miracle of both technology and and technology and art combining, right? Mhm. It's it's just it's phenomenal. Isn't it interesting that they can do things like that? That in, in, oh. in the innovation, you know, people think we're all innovative, but people have always been innovative. You can go all the way back to ancient Egypt. They were pretty darn innovative. <laughs> you know, I still keep trying to figure out how the hell anybody invented yeast to make bread rise. I mean, there's a lot of different things. I mean, how do you mix, how do you, how do you go, I'm going to mix yeast with this flour substance and make it bake? Yeah, and how do they it, know how it, much to do? I mean, how much to use? Because anybody who saw the I Love Lucy episode with the bread, if you use too much, you get really big bread. You know, it's absolutely true. Are you kidding? I mean, but that's my point is, is you know, you, you sort of innovate and create, and that makes, you know, that makes it all. And who is the first person who is brave enough to eat a mushroom? That wasn't poisoned. How do they know which mushroom was poisonous and what mushroom wasn't poisonous? 
And who was the first one who was brave enough to eat it to make sure that they got the right mushroom? <laughs> well, I just wouldn't have been one of the, the short straw on that one. It's your turn. <laughs> I mean, you know, something just is beyond belief that we take it for granted because, you know, it's been centuries and we the people know what's good and what's bad and what you can do and what you can eat and what you can't eat. But I'm talking way back when they were doing horticulture for the first time. It really, it was all experimentation. It's it's crazy, but I mean that's how we that's how we got here, and that's why when you know everybody takes something for granted, I just sit there and go, huh, all right. And uh, you know, if people really started thinking about where it all came from, there might be a little bit more to it. Let's say. You know, for everybody to to enjoy and to understand. See, what I don't get is when I'm interested in something, I go a little mad in my research. I want to know everything. I will look up. I still have some of my dad's old encyclopedias, which is probably out of date, but it's a good place to start so you know where to go next. Um, because, yeah, Google is fine and everything, and you can get – there's you can, but what's really cool that you can do today is you can go into the Library of Congress, the British Library, the Louvre Museum. You know, you can really research things that cool. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, and that's a, a lot that's taken for granted now, you know. It is. And it's – oh, research is cool. I love doing research. I like learning. Well, that's – and that's, you know, that's something I, I try and teach all of my apprentices. Is it's all about, you know, it's all about how much knowledge you have with what you're mm-hmm. doing. So, and like I said, yeah, Google is fine and you can – and Wikipedia – but Wikipedia is not accurate. If you want to really find out about something, go to Internet Archive or the Library of Congress or British Museum or one of these places that really have the real stuff. That's when you – oh, the Smithsonian. That's another good source. Um, oh, absolutely. Know, that's where you go. You want to find out about space? Go to the Smithsonian site. That would be a great. That's a great place to go. That that gives you real history. It does. It, it absolutely does. And I mean, that's another thing is I I absolutely love museums for that reason. Yeah, um, we have a space and air museum here, and they had uh, um, a replica. Uh, the Wright Brothers plane, Amelia Earhart's plane, and I think Lindbergh's plane. And I just was fascinated because they were, I mean, those are all in Smithsonian. So, but they they actually have an exact replica that is a traveling exhibit. Isn't that cool? (laughs) It's amazing. You know, it's absolutely amazing. And all at our fingertips. All we got to do is go, you know. Yeah. All we got to do is, is see it and research it and, and, you know, live it. And the other thing that's really cool is, and this, I, when I, I studied archaeology when I was at university, and 
I wish we had this. They have virtual tours of the pyramids now, which was really is really cool. If you if you can do it, you go to I think it's the Egyptian Museum, the new one. Uh, they have a virtual tour of, pyra- of the pyramids. It's so cool. And it, 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 and it shows exactly the way they looked back in the day. Or Karnak and a virtual tour of that. It is amazing. It, I wish they had that kind of stuff when I was in school. <laughs> I mean, you know. And, and speaking of music, I mean, it's a combination of art. For me, when I'm painting, I have to have music. I have to. So. Oh yeah. It's it, you know it's always it's always a you know a combination of you know. Or when I'm studying, I like to have classical music in the background, you know, something like that. Do you have um, so you when you're working, you have music in the in the background all the time. All the time. And. And is it different styles of music for different types of pieces? Sometimes yes, sometimes no, um, depending upon, you know, what it is I'm doing, how fast I'm working. It, it just sort of depends. But, um, you know, no matter what, there's always a form of music on. Did you ever see this movie called um, what, a Way, what a Way to Go? It's with all these movie stars, uh, but... There's a part in it where Paul Newman uh, plays a painter, and he has, like, this machine that goes with music, and it paints what the music is doing. (laughs) It's really funny, but it's, like, because it's a comedy. But I I think they were making fun of Pollock. (laughs) Oh, that's that's hilarious. No, I've never seen it, but now I want to. So it sounds uh, it sounds fascinating. It's a, it's a really it's a silly movie. It's it's it was one of those pure sixties movies. Um, it it's Shirley MacLaine, and she uh, uh, keeps falling in love with these men, and they get their dreams, and then it ruins them one after another, after another, after another. <laughs> wow. So Paul Newman wanted to be a great painter and uh they had a pet monkey and the monkey messed with the music and made it faster and it went mad and all of a sudden all his art was selling like crazy. Um <laughs> because of the monkey. It it's it's a it's a really it it has great actors and Dean Martin and Robert Mitchum and Dick Van Dyke and um I can't remember everybody. I mean there's like eight husbands in it. Uh, <laughs> and a psychiatrist. Wow. I can't remember who played the psychiatrist, it was another man. Um but they all fall That's, in love uh, with her. Well now I've gotta see it. It's it's very funny. It's wacko. Oh, Gene Kelly's in it too. He's one of the husbands too. Oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like an amazing movie if they've got that kind of cast in it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a great cast. Um, but like I said, it's kind of wacko, but it's funny. <laughs> huh. It's just well, 
Yeah, but I, 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 what you were saying, it reminded me, the, the music reminded me of Paul Newman and the music that went mad. Um, <laughs> I think that what happened was well, that, the monkey screwed up the, the record player, and that's why the, the paintbrushes went crazy. Well, I would definitely check that, and I'll try not to have a monkey in my studio. Yeah. And, and Although it could be fun. Had... Oh, it was a cute monkey. He was adorable. <laughs> or she. I don't remember if it was a boy monkey or a girl monkey. No, I think it was a girl because she was in a dress. He actually dressed uh, the well, monkey. You know, I mean, a monkey in a dress is even a better painter. <laughs> I know. It's just a crazy movie. I don't know why it popped into my head, but I always thought it was fun. Um, it's one of those ones that you go to when you're really down and you want something funny and you put it on because it's funny. <laughs> it's, well, now I have to watch it. I, I hope you like it. I mean, Shirley McQueen's a great actor. They're all great actors. Everybody in the movie is a great actor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> sometime I'm going to have to get to a point where I can paint and watch a movie. I can't write and watch a movie. Actually, I, when I'm doing my initial writing, I I rather have it quiet. I can do See, I can have me, music it, it be, when it would I'm be typing. Music. See, I could I could do that when I'm typing, when I'm doing editing and things like that. I can have like classical music and stuff. It has to be or or soft jazz or something like that. Um, yeah. But when I'm actually writing, putting together a story, I I can't have it, it has to be quiet. Isn't that weird? I mean, I can be I, people can be talking around me, and I can I can do my work, but I but it's like it's distracting when like I couldn't watch a movie and do it. I know there are people who can, but I can't. No, there's definitely people who can, but mm-hmm. you know, it's all it's all again artistic preference. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, and I I would love to keep talking, but I've uh, I'm speaking of art. I must be running here soon. Okay. Well, I wanted to uh, ask before we go about. You were a judge yes. at the Writers and Illustrators of the Future, um, the big, uh, the big workshop and the presentation. Yes. It's such an amazing that. program that they have. That? How did it come yeah, about and, and all that good stuff? Well, they reached out to me, and I was very honored to have that happen, and. Um, yeah, they they just asked me, you know, if I would, and I was honored because it is something that it makes it can make writers' careers, it can make artists' careers, right? They give artists and writers a chance that nobody else will usually give them. So, you know, I, I found that to be something that I've never seen. I've never seen a, a, a competition like it. And, you know, the training that everybody gets, whether you win or lose, doesn't really matter. I think it's, um, you know, I think it has to do with 
like I said, the training they get, the camaraderie with other artists and other writers and, and all of that, it's just absolutely fantastic. And when they asked me to do it, I, I was more than honored to do it. When you do the workshop, what, um, I, well, you're a maverick, I know that. So how do you teach it and still be a maverick? <laughs> I, you know, I just, uh, I, I can only teach what I know. And, and so I, I want everybody to break, break their rules, break the things that, uh, that, um, you know, that schools teach you and all of that, because that's, that's how I, that's how, how I do it. Now, not everybody might, you know, vibe with how I do it, but you know, that's okay. And, but that's the wonder, that's the wonders of that class is because they get so many great illustrators to come in and talk and, you know, and the, the smart, the smart illustrator is going to listen to everybody, and, and the smart writer, for that matter of fact, because they do the same thing. Have you found anybody to be an apprentice through the program or anything? Have you found anybody to help? Um, my apprentices, like I, I have the, I have, I have my apprentices. I only take so many, and so they're in. Like my apprentices are here, but. I've tried to reach out and help as many people even afterwards as I, I possibly am able to. And has anybody uh, surprised you? Oh, many times. Many, many <laughs> times. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, the level of talent, and especially the level of talent that after they get done, is just mind-boggling. I absolutely love it. That's great. And were you ever surprised by uh, who the winner was for the illustrator of the future? There's been a couple of times that that I was a little surprised, but you know, they all have so much merit that you know, even even if I'm a, a little surprised at one, uh, I still am. I still understand because they're all great in their own way. Do you have any kind of um, like a virtual meeting or uh, any kind of art fair or any kind of thing that that you like to tell people about in case they want to, you know, meet up with you and say hi? Well, um, if they if they check on my Instagram, which is uh, I believe Rob Pryor Art. Or my uh, my website, it tells where I'm going to be, what appearances I'm going to be doing, um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's usually the best place to to, to look for where I'm going to be because half the time I don't even know where I'm going to be. <laughs> and what is your website? Um, it's robpryor.com. Oh, that's pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> other than Instagram, do you have any other social media? I mean, I'm on like Facebook and Twitter, but I, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't use those as much because they're not as, as much of a visual medium for me. Like Instagram is more visual. I believe, um, I, 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 if you check my Instagram, it'll tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, are you on Pinterest? I'm sure I am. Um, I believe that uh, there's a fan. Yeah, I think fans have put my stuff up. Um, 
I haven't, but but I'm sure that my fans have. I've seen it. Okay. I just was curious. Because uh, the two artistic ones that show a lot of art is Pinterest and Instagram. Do you have... Um, do you have anything that you would uh, like to uh, that I didn't ask you or that I missed um, that you would like to uh, let the audience know about? <laughs> there, there's there's upcoming events that I can't quite talk about just yet that are are pretty solid and amazing I think, but um, you know we I, I just uh, I've got a bunch of gallery shows set up for next year and I'll be doing a convention and and closing out the year um, I have yet to be able to unveil some of the cool things for next year so maybe we can check back in and and I'll keep you abreast of everything that's uh, that's going on. That would be cool. Uh, I want to thank you, uh, Rob, for taking the time out of your busy, 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 busy day and having a little chat with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I love it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.